0: parish, I met with the the vestry up in the St. Francis and Claire room upstairs in the admin building. They had had flown me in so that I could see the parish and and do some in-person interviews and so that we could get to know each other, kind of feel each other out. And at that meeting with the vestry, we talked about all sorts of things. But along the One of those fine people asked me, tell us about your prayer life. And in a moment of inspired honesty, I replied, my prayer life is a mess. Truer words have never been spoken, I assure you. They are words that remain true to this very day. And I doubt that I am alone in this. I mean, I am sure that that some of you have it all figured out. And if that is the case, then I ask that you hold the rest of us poor slobs in your prayers. But with that said, for most of us, prayer is a pretty big mystery. One of the questions that your clergy been asked about is that question of how to pray, but even nailing down just what prayer is can prove elusive and difficult. And to add to this elusiveness, we are given a rather befuddling statement this morning, tucked away. the the spirit-filled declaration of Isaiah describing his mission and the faithfulness of God and and the humility of John the Baptist on display in the gospel lesson, I was struck by Paul writing to the Thessalonians. In that letter, we have the befuddling verse That whole sentence is provocative. Paul writes, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. The whole sentence is provocative and confounding. And I'd love to take it all on this morning, but I am not going to. Instead, I just want to focus on. Is it an impossible standard that that always looms on the horizon, never to be achieved? Is it something reserved only for the spiritually elite? Didn't the Thessalonians have to work and to raise children and run errands? Is this Paul being unreasonable? Is Paul just being out of without ceasing has been interpreted in a number of ways. One of the most common ways of interpreting the directive, pray without ceasing, is that Christians are being called to times of regular prayer throughout their day. And we see this rhythm of prayer adopted in our book of common prayer, those little red books that you have in your pews. In there, we, we are given morning, noonday, and evening prayer services. sets of prayers to be said throughout the day, immersing our day in prayer. And the prayer book invites us to structure our days around these four prayer services in communion with God, opening ourselves up to God's presence throughout hustle and bustle of our lives. In all honesty, learning how to adopt this rhythm of prayers can be one of Prayers immerse us in scripture. They structure our lives, giving shape to who we are. They draw our hearts and our minds to God throughout our day, no matter what our mood might be. Now, to take full advantage of this prayer practice can be a tad complex as you learn how to make use of the the schedule of scriptural readings and the assortment of canticles. It actually takes probably a little bit of time One can forego the difficulty of, of, of these particular prayers while easily adopting the very same rhythm with the, with the very short prayers for individuals and families which you will find in your prayer book. Each of these little services are merely a page long, and if said often enough, will be simply memorized, something that is the ways that folks have interpreted the directive pray without ceasing is to adopt this practice of prayer this rhythm of prayer that intentionally makes space for God throughout our day this practice is undoubtedly beneficial and to be commended but but to my ears it falls a bit short of Paul's instructions adopting a rhythm of prayer throughout your day is by its very nature, it means that that there are times where we are both starting prayer and also stopping prayer. This is not prayer without ceasing. While Paul was certainly, was surely in favor of regular times of prayer, his invitation to unceasing prayer seems to go beyond just the rhythm our prayers, but to be and to become prayer. And if we go to see what else Paul has to say about prayer in other places in the Bible, then I would commend to you Romans chapter 8. In that chapter, Paul describes prayer as not something that we initiate, but rather Paul tells us, In that chapter 8, Paul tells us that we do not know how to pray, and that we do not know what This way, prayer is not overcoming God. prayer is an unfathomable depth that we come to discover. 20th century theologian Karl Barth wrote, We encounter God as those who are inept, inexperienced, unskilled, and immature. The invocation. in this invocation. along the lines of here am I a mess but also here am I immersed in Jesus longing for God's grace and mercy so unceasing prayer is not something more that we have to do it's not a, a thing that you add on to your day rather it's something to be discovered unceasing prayer